0: Welcome, everyone, back to the Reader Copy Recap for Monday. Okay, we're recording really early, so what is Monday? Um, Um, May 17th. May 17th. Okay, we're recording a few days early, so uh, I didn't have that on hand, but... Uh, my name is Chris, and I'm here with my co-host Daniel. Luckily, we are
1: watching Jupiter's Legacy for a recap, so we could watch stuff ahead of time. And of course, we're doing episode three and four for this podcast. Episode three is "Painting the Clouds with Sunshine," and episode four is "All the Devils Are Here." Uh, those titles are very different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Both of these episodes are directed by Christopher J. Bry, Brian, Byron, Byron? Burn, Burn. Uh, but the first one, episode three is written by Moranike Blogan Koch. Um, I hope I pronounce that right. All right, as best as I could do. You know what
1: uh, I'm noticing now is for the writers, they're switching them off every two episodes. Maybe they knew we're doing a podcast, two episodes each podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're saying.
0: Well, it kind of fits because uh, three and four, episode three and four, uh, is totally different than episode one and two. I think this these two episodes focus now on some of the characters that we did not really get to learn too much about in the first two episodes.
1: Yes, we uh, happen upon this brand new group of individuals this is a group of small town criminals right we're centered around their main character hutch this is like hutch main villain character for this crew and uh these guys are kind of small town criminals but they're also like friends right
0: yeah it seems like they grew up together they are like super villains like they have powers right Right. um but i don't think they're they're not like big time because they still like answer to bigger groups or bigger gangs that have i guess better powers (laughs) right But Hutch, his power is he has this thing called the teleportation rod, right? Oh, and with that that, he uh, can—it's a rod, so anything a rod does, that can do, (laughs) and more. (laughs) Uh, And then the rest of his crew is uh, Jacinda; she is Shockwave, and then she's girlfriends with Gabriella, who is Neutrino. Neutrino. These—I don't like these names. (laughs) Uh, I like it. And then uh, their last member is uh, Jack Frost, which that's an easy name. I like that name.
1: Okay. They kept calling him the episode. They kept calling him Popsicle. I thought that it was his super villain name.
0: But it's the four of them. And it starts off, they're planning like this like heist or something, but it's only Hutch that's really going to do the, the, the job. Yeah. The
1: friends are kind of like, oh, are you big time now? Are you doing a staying from Genesis type of deal or you're going to go right. on your
0: own? Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Collins is what you mean. Oh. Which one is it? Where is Sting from? <laughs> the police. And I don't think he ever left the police. Oh.
1: Then why does... Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so oh, confused. Geez. I don't know Okay. Bands. We'll do
0: the Beyonce Destiny's Child reference then for okay. you.
1: All right. All right. It makes it more real for me. Um, so Hutch is going on his own because he needs to be in and out of this robbery deal. Um, and he needs to be quiet about it. Right. That's why he's going on his own with this teleportation rod. And
0: he's stealing something from other criminals in the middle of a heist. Yeah. So he's robbing robbers who are robbing something like in the middle of it. And these robbers, they wear like these, um, it's like these old timey masks, which I think is like a nod to the past scenes in, in the show. Right.
1: Yeah. Like they're like old timey colonial people
0: mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And his teleportation rod. Surprise, surprise. He can just say where he wants to go and he goes there with the rod. And he's like Okay back of the van And that's where He has this thing That he's trying to steal It's like this Technological box generator Thing that he
1: needs to steal Right Right And this is of course Him doing a job For the big man This is some type of Upper guy That's up in his uh, Whole criminal hierarchy That's above him
0: Right but, uh, They owe him this debt
1: Things go haywire As Sheldon Sampson Swoops in Utopian As he stops this heist Going on
0: Uh, This looks like a scene From like uh, I don't know I was gonna say Like the beginning dark knight where like the two gangs are doing like a a switch or whatever because like utopian shows up and like all mayhem happens and they're shooting up him so this gives uh hutch like a second chance to go back into the van and steal the thing and he goes in there, but man, like bullets are flying. And it's not like regular bullets, like they're like acid bullets or something, like they're oh, burning the metal. And he's trying to get that box, but it is hit by like gunfire.
1: And so there's no score there. And he's like, oh, oh well, I'll just go home. And he calls home with his teleportation rod. And it's like mission failure.
0: Right. Um, that's in the present. We now jump back to the past. As we know, uh, the last thing we've seen in the past was Sheldon is kind of going crazy. He's seeing these
1: visions, right? That's correct we uh, we also meet up with George which is uh, one of the old-timey folks back in the day right he of course, his best friend his best friend he grows up to be Sky Fox one of the people in the union and mm. George is this like dashing like a grown-up Richie rich type of guy right he just <laughs> loves being wealthy and just loves the life he doesn't let any problems get to him
0: this guy belongs on the Titanic oh, All
1: right. <laughs> He's just, you know, it's the Roaring Twenties. Everybody's rich. It seems like, and he's, well, he's rich, he's but the market rich. just crashed, right? He's not letting it get to him, right? He's playing this thing no. in the in the background, right? Chin up, eyes forward. You know, paint the clouds with sunshine, as he as right. the song says. Eat a hundred eggs, <laughs> ninety nine. I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, sorry. correct you on that.
0: He goes to breakfast and he literally has them, his like servants cook 99 eggs. And I think each one is like slightly more cooked than the last. Yeah. So like he can just decide like, oh, what do I feel like today? Like medium well or like, you know, hard boiled? And he's like, oh, I'll just say a number or whatever. It's like ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. He could take
1: his pick every morning in his like long gigantic dining table to show off. He's, he's really <laughs> living it up. He's super rich. Um, but of course, uh, Sheldon's wife and Walter, his brother request, you know, George pay a visit to Sheldon because he's messed up right now. He's not right ever since he came back from the coma.
0: Right. And George is like, okay, I'll, I'll pay him a visit. And when he goes to see him, like he's at the door to the room where Sheldon's in, and he hears him yelling in there. Right. So he's kind of like almost like scared to go in. And when he finally goes in, he's like, who are you talking to? There's no one else there. There's no one there. He's talking
1: to himself. He's drawing these little doodles on scrap of paper that are all like ripped up and sheldon does not look well as he's going crazy there
0: yeah and we now as the audience learn that sheldon is seeing visions of his dad and the dad is like talking to him and the dad is like messed up
1: we, i should say like his face is like busted open because it looks like what yeah. would look like if you uh landed 100 stories down
0: you know honestly though if he la- like for falling 100 stories he looks pretty good pretty sharp yeah <laughs> so this suit looks kind of fine it's like okay yeah so ew, can't complain <laughs> But George is trying to like talk to Sheldon like, dude, you got to like act right. Like what's going on? Like you're going crazy. And, and Jane and Walter, they're like worried about you, whatever, whatever. And Sheldon's kind of like accepting it a little bit. But what he doesn't realize is uh, George is also looking at his doodles and he, they're all like ripped up and he's like taking them.
1: Oh, yeah. He like stuffs them in his pocket. Right. They also have a conversation about how George, when he was a kid, he lost his parents back in the day, like when he was like a kid. Right. Uh-huh. And it was this weird tragic moment where he couldn't say goodbye to his parents. And they relate on that front, right? Him and his, him losing his dad right exactly. now. And yeah. so we can kind of see why George is so all smiles because he's like, I have to be right now.
0: Yeah. So, like, George, though he comes off as this like arrogant kind of guy, he really does care about Sheldon. Oh,
1: yeah. They are good friends. It's not like yeah. he doesn't care about him at all. Exactly.
0: And so, well, he does take the the doodles and scraps that he was drawing on because he's intrigued by it. He doesn't know what it is. And back now to the present, we see Hutch failed his mission, right? And he's like, just like drinking at a bar. And these two bald guys approach him. And these are the henchmen of the big man.
1: Yes, the big man. They're learning that he failed the mission, right? And he needs to go and find a different mission. He has to go to the, I think, the Kulakloth brothers. And they have to take he has to take some big score from them like this big briefcase that they're holding right
0: right and he needs like the rest of his crew to help him now right and he's trying to convince them to do this because it's like the only way they're going to pay off their debt to big man and the two girls at first are like oh, we're, this is crazy or whatever but then he convinces them to do it and they're like well is Jack going to do it and he's going to join us and he's like yeah sure right but he hasn't even asked them yet and really all they really want is his van
1: yes it's some type of nice uh, techie van that they need for the whole mission but uh they, they drag jack into the mission because he's like okay the, the girls want me there right <laughs> um the van is like the van from onward <laughs> oh yeah it is like that sick <laughs> uh wicked like
0: wizard on the side of the painted on the side of the van right yeah and it cuts it jumps to like the middle of the heist or whatever and you can tell it it did not go well <laughs> because jack his arm is like bleeding out he's shot up and they're being chased um hutch is driving the van and They're, like, going crazy, like, just trying to get away. And these Cool
1: brothers, they're, like, really, I think, good criminals. Because they're taking them out. They're, like, running as fast as this van trying to chase it down. And so Hutch, he does this one maneuver. Jack tells him to um, hit the keys, like, one time and push the... The cigarette button three times and that allows right. the van to go through and phase through an, an entire building
0: so that's how they get away they think they're scot free but before they know it they run into a person in the middle of the street oh, crap. But the 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 person doesn't like flinch instead it's the van that is like crushed the van wraps around this girl and it turns
1: out it's Chloe Sampson, you the utopians daughter again a super powered individual and could take on a van and like brush it off her shoulders <laughs>
0: um back in the past now george has just been like obsessed with these doodles right he's at the restaurant and all these like socialites are like living it up but he's like at his table and he's like trying to figure out what this is right like he's taping these pieces of paper together and then he realizes that it is like a drawing of something so he thinks like oh i gotta go back to sheldon and show
1: him this yeah uh i don't know if it's a great move because as he goes to sheldon Sheldon seems fine now. He's all, like, sane. He's all good. Right. And he he's also talking it up with his wife. And they're, like, all smiles now, too. Um, and as Sheldon and George talk it up by themselves, you know, George is like, I'm happy you're back to yourself. And how uh, you can just move along with your life but then he brings up again yeah there's something interesting about these drawings is (laughs) is it some type of windmill in this drawing you know you know I think it's something in your past that you just called upon
0: I know you're like cured already but I'm gonna poke the bear some more totally (laughs) show you this I put it all together and when Sheldon sees the drawings all put together it's the windmill it's like he gets more flashes right and it really is like things that he might have seen and already forgotten about in his past like we see like it's almost like a desert town the windmill there's like a kid mm-hmm. um like at the doorway it might have been him so like he was already like fine and george just like brought all this back to him and george
1: tries to call up for the doctor but sheldon he gets up and he runs away from the entire house right <laughs> uh George is in trouble now. Walter's like he was all good. The wife is like what why would compel you to show those pictures to him again? And George just feels like well I'm not lying to him. There's something about those pictures too. He thinks.
0: Exactly. And now it is like days later. Um George has to realize that his money is pretty much all gone, right? Mm-hmm. It is the stock market crash. Uh, years earlier He had like A whole bunch of servants With 99 eggs Now he's got like One butler and one egg (laughs) Okay One butler Well like Number 58 I should
1: correct you on that Okay (laughs) It's a good egg It's a good egg Uh, So yeah all his money's gone. What's his name? Wingate, probably whoever that was, took all the money. You know, bamboozled him, and he's he's got no money left.
0: In the present, now we see the crashed van, and Chloe's there, right?
1: Chloe doesn't look well either, right? No, no, she's drunk or something. And the criminals inside the van stumble out. They're like, you know, all beat up, and they notice this is Chloe Sampson in front of them. So they just go into all that brawl outside the van. Right,
0: um, neutrino. Right, she her power is like she could like it's almost like kinetic energy or something. Like, she does this jump punch where all the energy around her, like, goes into the punch. No. Nope. And when she hits Chloe, it's like nothing. Like, she barely moves. <laughs> barely flinches.
1: So, Chloe tosses her up with a big punch, like, uppercut straight into the sky. and She's, like, gone. <laughs> <laughs> up to Pluto. Up to Jupiter, I should say. <laughs> And then and then uh, her girlfriend chases her down because she could fly too.
0: Yeah, she has like um, shockwave power. So she puts the shockwave like below her down to like jump up and catch his, her girlfriend or whatever. And stumbling out of the van is Hutch holding his, his rod and his briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because he locks eyes with Chloe and Chloe's like, I know you. What? That's so weird
1: um but as he stumbles out he drops the suitcase and blue dust in this bag falls out of the, the suitcase and hush just runs away home
0: we could hear like sirens coming so chloe she has to get out of there she doesn't want to deal with them but she does grab like the bag of blue dust right and she's like
1: score sweet <laughs> nice nice so she hauls ass gets out of there so hutch it's i guess another failed mission he was not able to get the blue dust whatever it was so of course big man is on his tail he goes back to the bar and those two goons those two bald goons are on him again
0: one of them has it's almost like a like a snake tattoo or something where he grabs the he grabs hutch's rod his snake grabs Hutch's rod okay. before uh, Hutch could get it, right? And he's like, "Now nah, you really messed up." Big Man is pissed, and like, it's time we go talk to Big Man. But Hutch uses the teleportation rod, and he just says, "A uh, shark infested waters," and that guy like disappears. <laughs> the guy disappears with
1: the rod, so it can listen to Hutch on its own. He doesn't have to be touching it at all. And he calls the rod back to himself. And then the next thing he does is he teleports the rod by itself to Big Man's heart. So like inside of Big Man's <laughs> chest, right? Inside his yeah. chest. And he calls it back. And it's, of course, bleeding. The the teleportation rod has a full of blood that was inside of Big Man's heart. He's dead, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty much scaring the, the last bald henchman there. And Hutch is saying like, you know, I didn't want to have to be this way. A killer. I'm, I'm, yeah, a killer. Like I'm I'm trying to just do the right thing or whatever, get what I need without having to make like all these like dead bodies. But the world is changing. It's time I change with it, and it looks like he is not going easy anymore. And he's like scaring this guy. And now it's almost like the bald guy works for him. Tell your boys they work for me now. Exactly. That's <laughs> how it is. Uh,
1: so yeah, he invokes the fear of God into him and says, yeah. "You know what? I need something else from you." And he just calls it in advance and gets like thousands of dollars from him because he has a buyer. He's gonna well, he's gonna buy something from somebody. He goes out to like a parking lot and buys it. Energy source or something, some big, powerful, small, powerful device.
0: Yeah, the guy's like, be careful with that. Like, this device by itself could either, like, power a large city or put a hole through the strongest being on Earth, right? And he's like, okay, sweet. Like, I, I think I'm gonna
1: do the latter. <laughs> nice, nice. So he goes back to his, you know, hideouts, wherever he is, and he goes back to tinkering, because I think he's a he's a science guy. This, this villain guy yeah. is a science guy. He's tinkering around with the device, and we realize who his father is in this scene. It is George himself.
0: Yes, so why George like left the union still up in the air how does his son become like a super villain like what is it how does he end up with this teleportation rod which used to belong to someone else and like there's like all these questions building up now and episode four which is written by a cooper Uh i think is a pretty good episode because it kind of like goes back and tells the same story but now through chloe's like perspective
1: yes about a day before and chloe being the socialite that she is she's in a club just dancing enough i should say dancing badly too i don't like her dancing
0: <laughs> all right who's gonna tell us she's a
1: bad dancer <laughs> fair point fair point um but her dancing does attract a male it is it is nick and they're dancing enough this this nick individual is kind of just kind of
0: another club guy right hanging on to Clover. right with. she thinks though like oh he's just has a hard on for the union members right <laughs> yeah. and she just wants to he just is like a fanboy but he's like no like i'm interested in you and like i don't care about them right yeah how are you and dealing with it and all that this like attracts her and they start kind of like dancing together but then um chloe's friend apparently is there and she's like celebrating because she just got her powers or whatever like that yes this uh- so they have like bottle service <laughs>
1: Jonna, she's this new member in the union, and she's kind of like the goody-goody of the whole group because um, as you go back to the bottle service with all the friends, these are all the childhood friends of the super-powered right. individuals. So they know each other from back in the day. I'm talking really like childhood, right?
0: But some of them don't like that Chloe's there. And one of them was like, where were you at the funeral? Remember there was a funeral a couple episodes ago with, with um Barry Tectonic? Man, Tectonic. R.I.P.
1: Tectonic. R.I.P. Yeah.
0: Uh, even like where weren't you in the battle? All.
1: like you weren't you're not in the battle at all you weren't defending us what's up with that you're superpowered
0: too yeah we're risking our lives and you're out here doing like fashion model stuff bs
1: like that and this erupts into a fight between one of the the friends there i think her name's sierra and i think she's like firepower so they they like fight it out chloe just tosses her to the side though
0: and before sierra could like attack back we notice that time is like all of a sudden like slowing down mm-hmm. and we realize that nick is doing this and he has powers nick can i guess
1: like slow time for individual people so he just like in time for all of the people in the room and chloe is surprised to learn that she had he has this power
0: and he goes like yeah yeah like nick like nick of time <laughs> which i, love I thought that. was so <laughs> dumb <laughs> Does that mean you like changed your first name to that? Like Nicholas of Time, Nicholas of Time, <laughs> and this almost like turns on Chloe even more. So they go back to her apartment. And they hook up.
1: They hook up. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: Chloe's just you know venting about her old friends. Like they, how oh, they suck. Who do they think they are? They don't even know what I deal with being supermodel.
0: Yeah, they don't know my dad and what my dad had to go through because he, in the past, is now walking in the desert <laughs> and he's walking along the road and there's like nothing there. Right, the only thing. They is another family with a broken down car in front of him.
1: And the family is kind of, you know, weary of strangers because this is kind of the cutthroat time as the market went down. Mm-hmm. So everyone's kind of out for themselves. And this looks like kind of a poor family. They've got a run-down car, but Sheldon is there willing to help out with the tire because he needs some directions.
0: Yeah, so he actually helps them fix the flat tire. So they give him a ride to town, which is like a really run-down, small little town. And he asks this guy if he can use the phone. And the guy is like, of course not. I don't know you. You're a stranger. Bum. But he flashes uh, a dollar, right? And back then, a the dollar during the depression. This is like flashing like a thousand dollars. Oh man, you think so?
1: That's crazy. Because it,
0: I mean, like everything was cheap already back then. Plus, it's the depression. Yeah. For like money, money itself is hard to get. Like a quarter. Like this guy is like, excuse me, I need to make a phone call, and it's like throws a hundred dollars in his face. Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, so he goes in and tries to make the phone call, but before he does,
1: his father shows up to haunt him again. He's like saying, yes. like, you need to give up on this mission. Go back to your girlfriend, to your wife, whoever she is, and just go back and go back to Walter because
0: this mission you have, it's, it's not worth it, right? Right. Who he's calling is his fiance, Jane, because remember last time when he talked to George, he just, like, ran and left, right? He didn't say anything to anybody. And now he's calling Jane, and she picks up the phone, but he is just, like... So emotional, he can't even say anything to her. He feels so bad.
1: He's so apologetic about the whole situation, what he's putting her through. But I guess he can't bring himself to go back, right? He still has to go on with his mission and just hangs up.
0: Meanwhile, outside the town, we hear this rumble. And apparently, like, there's this fight going on because everyone in town is fighting over, like, the free bread. That's, like, the only food that they, the whole town can get. And he goes out there to stop the fight, but they like beat him up and like take his money or whatever. And they look, and there's like a table of free—I think it's like bread and cheese—but mm-hmm. everyone is just like clawing at it. There's like nothing for anybody. Like they're shoving the bread down their shirt, trying to get it. So you could tell it's like really hard times.
1: You get how desperate it is, totally. As Shell is knocked back, a little girl picks up that drawing of the windmill and mentions, "Oh, you're not from around here. How do you recognize the windmill on the old farm down this, down the road?" She's
0: so like, "Oh, you know this one? It's." the one with like only like three blades right yeah you recognize it so now he knows where to go he heads over there and he runs into red Forman. yeah
1: it's him yeah red foreman from the 70s show i should say the same actor right <laughs> yes uh but red's he's strapped he's got a gun straight at sheldon's face like i've been waiting for you buddy
0: it's hard times <laughs> yeah. So he's they're inside the house now and he's sitting at his table but he has his gun drawn on Sheldon. And apparently like he too gets the visions and it's like almost like driven him crazy. It's like he's
1: talking about the, the voices in his head. Like who's, who's talking to you right now? It's always someone you love. Of course he's talking about right. uh, his dead father in his head. And um, he mentions about the old story about how he used to be a Navy uh, military man right back in the day and how he was on this expensive ship that was supposed to never... You know never capsize it's always this this one thing that's gonna man us and forever go on but it happens upon this object this thing that he calls he just calls it it he keeps calling it it and how it calls upon these patterns throughout uh, constantly talking to us and as he the ship tries to get away from it it never leaves
0: also it never leaves is Nick because in the present time he's still (laughs) at Chloe's apartment and she realizes like oh my god I'm late for my fashion shoot right that I got to do and she's like rushing to get out of there and apparently she learns that Nick is actually applying to be part of the union (laughs) This is kind of like uh, the boys where like the big superhero team is something like you apply for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You put put an application, see if they hear back from them. Right. Yeah. And this just like pisses off Chloe. Like you just used me. I, I thought you're like cool. But like you really are just like all like like all the other people in my life. Right. And it's funny because she goes, well, my dad's going to interview you. And the first thing he's going to ask is, can you take a punch? And then she punches him and he like breaks a hole out of the side of her wall, like down the buildings. So like she is like super strong. He goes flying. And uh,
1: of course, she's late for the photo shoot. So she storms out of there and gets to the photo shoot. And uh, everyone's angry at her that she's late. She's holding up. It's like costing a lot of money, right? Costing her agent a lot of money to set up this shoot.
0: And you can tell like she's not ready. Like she's got eye bags. People are pissed at her, but they go ahead and start doing the photo shoot. It's with like a Lamborghini or something like that, right? And she's doing all these shots. And finally, they're done. And she wants to leave. But they're like, we have to do the last shot, which is like an homage to her mother. Because there's a shot of her mother. Like, lifting up a car.
1: Okay. And this pisses her off because she's thinking, like, I have to do this superhero thing again. It's always back to the superhero thing. So, she just picks up the car angry at her agent and tosses the car straight over the head of her agent, just scaring her, right?
0: Right. Throws it and almost hitting everybody. A Lambo. And she just leaves. Yeah. Lambo. <laughs> and she is pissed. <laughs> and she leaves. Like, she's had it. And she's she's walking down the street. It's, like, late now. And she's on the phone listening to her messages about, like... At all, That was like her last sponsorship, and they're dropping her. And no one wants to work with her anymore. And this is the exact moment she gets hit by
1: the van. Of course. And this is what happened last episode. Those uh, small-time criminals, they attack her, but they just run out of there, leaving this bag of blue dust. And Chloe's like, ah, that sucked. But uh, what's this bag here, huh? You know, <laughs> something to – let's say her when they ask what soda she'd like, she doesn't say Pepsi. She
0: likes Coke. <laughs> <laughs> she goes straight home and she just like dumps this bag on her table and she goes to town <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's awesome
1: drugs for her i guess she takes it yeah and it's like she calls up some friends like hey, you gotta try this shit
0: <laughs> and she's like getting super high and it's the point now where like it's uncontrollable she's almost like passing out almost like od Oh, like you know she's a mess um at the toilet puking
1: it up and Jana, that uh you know goody shoes friend from earlier shows up, I guess she gets got teleportation powers herself. <laughs> and tries to help out chloe but chloe's not having it like why are you like this just just leave you know get away from me
0: right as much as chloe like feels like she's alone it feels like no one wants her she pushes people away totally. just as much yeah so she's like a very flawed character as super strong as she is she's very vulnerable um and then we're back at the past now with sheldon he's talking to red Foreman's yes. character <laughs> talk about like Vulnerable, this guy has the gun, right? And instead of pointing at Sheldon now he points it at himself. And another tragic
1: death in front of Sheldon's face as Red Foreman shoots himself in the head, and like blood goes everywhere. And uh, so Sheldon, he's like freaking out and more visions go to his head and he realizes he needs to go down to the basement of this old house.
0: And he, this was creepy.
1: Really creepy. He sneaks down there and turns the light on and at this table down there in the basement is a group of dead bodies, like old, like I'm talking down to the bone dead bodies. This is yeah. apparently that man's family, right? Red's family. Yeah.
0: So it's like Eric, Fez. <laughs> Fez. <laughs> Donna Kelso's there but they're all dead <laughs> Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis. Um, what he sees on the table though is like this golden uh, pocket watch uh,
1: what uh, something's calling to him right something about this right. whole thing he sees visions again sitting at the table replacing those bodies are his friends like you know his yeah. his girlfriend Walter's there George's there it's a group of his old friends You're really looking at him like smiling too. Yeah.
0: And there's like a set of like numbers written there and it's like a code. And now he's like, it's just pushing him further to find this island. And it's like, he's like unraveling almost like this weird puzzle. Okay. So that's a one, one clue in his batch.
1: And so he just goes back and calls up Walter and Walter picks him up thinking like, okay, good. Finally, is he back to normal now? I don't think so. I don't know. I I wouldn't (laughs) say.
0: That's pretty much how the fourth episode ends, right? It actually ends with um, Chloe really ODing. Like, she crashes down in the middle of her apartment. And I like these two episodes because it doesn't have a lot of, like, superhero stuff. This yeah. is almost following the other side of their family and the and what came about of, like, the union breaking up and stuff. I like I especially like the third episode because all the teleportation ride stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. The, the
1: mythos of that, like, the, the magic of that, that's kind of cool. The science-y aspect. And I I like George. I like his character. I'm wondering most like he's such this uh, like brush off the shoulder kind of guy. But how does he turn to this guy that turns on the union and kidnaps the vice president like they mentioned in the old episodes how does he get there that's what I'm curious about
0: yeah that's the real mystery of the show so I I'm loving the show so far I like how they're telling the story that is like jumping back between the past and the present and although we see the characters from both times they're like very different from who they are in the past and in the present so like Sheldon is like crazy in the past right Uh, I want to see how that gets developed and how it ends and how when they get to the island and get their powers or whatever like this whole mystery on the show is i'm like sold on it i'm
1: in yeah yeah i really like it when we're in the past it seemed like more real people the uh the older guys mm-hmm. i i want to see you know chloe hit rock bottom finally and kind of change her character a bit um, yeah, I'm you know, tired of it already. I'm kind of tired of being annoyed at her because I'm supposed to be right. That's it's working yeah. right as she's like pushing stuff away. I've I've read the comic before and I know like she gets past this kind of like socialite drunkard stage, and I'm kind of waiting for that. I think it's gonna be good. And um, yeah, I just look like, episode four. Like you could raise your kids a, a little bit better, Sheldon.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i enjoyed it a lot I'm, I'm i'm gonna start watching episode five and six right away thank you netflix for just having all the episodes available so uh guys if you're following along don't forget to subscribe to the reader copy recap you can find us on all your podcast platforms
1: yes sir and you can find us on the, all the social medias you can find us at the reader copy podcast instagram and facebook and twitter of course
0: all right if you know anyone that's watching Trooper's legacy or has read the comic let them know about the recap show uh um, uh, we're halfway done already, so we're going to be five and six next week. You won't want to miss that. And also, check out our other podcasts on Wednesdays. We're right in the middle of Iron May. We're doing Iron Man comic every week, so you won't want to miss it. Until then, Daniel, do you have an outro for this?
1: R.I.P. Red Foreman.
0: Red <laughs> <laughs> Foreman. Ah, oh, tectonic. I'll see you <laughs> All right, Bye, guys. Later, guys.